0: Welcome to Stance for Health podcast with Dr. Rod and Karen Wirth, where becoming healthy is not complicated. Control your health by focusing on six areas of life that we teach you, so you finally have the energy you want have to do what you want instead of being a victim of your age. I have over 20 years experience working as a chiropractor and Karen is a author, speaker, and longevity coach. We've seen how A tiny change in your habits today can open up your life to a powerful future. Start today and take your stance for health.
1: Welcome to Stance for Health podcast, Dr. Rodney and Kieran. We're really excited about our topic today because it's going to be about ways to increase your happiness level. Now, who doesn't want a little more happiness, right, Doc?
0: Yes, that is so true.
1: Yes, and especially as people are coming out of times of isolation and fear and doubt and all of those things for the last two years in what was considered by some a pandemic, we are finding that more people are focusing on what happened to them inside, and I think that this particular podcast is going to be so helpful because we're talking about two hormones that affect your mood, dopamine and serotonin. Could you tell me the difference? I think
0: of dopamine. I think of when it gets produced, it's typically happening and it's a, you experience it as pleasure.
1: Okay. It's kind of a
0: short-lived happiness. Okay. Right. We got oftentimes think of it. It's it's like, oh, it's this, this feeling of euphoria. You know, dopamine, it's oftentimes like goals being checked off. It's right. kind of what you think of it as almost like work, the results of of work.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's produced by what we do a lot of. It's produced by gaming, by getting a lot of likes on your post. And it's but you're right. That is very short lived, And it's
0: not necessarily artificial because, you know, you get dopamine produced whenever you eat certain foods too the problem is that you can oftentimes get out of balance as with anything but serotonin if you're lacking dopamine you can have certain diseases too that manifest oftentimes we see that in parkinson's
1: gotcha so the medication is to replace that so we're not anti-dopamine However, today we're going to talk more about serotonin and why is serotonin a better alternative to that happiness hormone than dopamine, Doc? Yeah,
0: it's actually because it's more, more long term and you can actually experience serotonin through being more relational
1: Oh, wow. and
0: eating certain foods that are actually really better for you. I mean, I, I think of dopamine. I actually think of alcohol and too much coffee. And,
1: and junk food. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the, the the coffee with your donut. And so the thing about I remember about those days is that it felt so good for about 20 minutes and then came the boom crash and you felt worse than before. So if we talk about then serotonin is a powerful, they're both neurotransmitters in the right.
0: catecholamine. That's what it is.
1: Oh, that's a long fancy word, but <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't, but if we don't want to end up catatonic when you say right. catecholamine, okay. Yeah. So these neurotransmitters send messages between the nerve cells that determine your mood, how well you sleep, your appetite, digestion. And emotions, those are all really huge, huge.
0: And, you oftentimes think about serotonin as, uh, as a nutrient rich diet, that it's more long-term it's, you end up being happier, Mm. not necessarily get that, that pleasure boost. Right.
1: So you stay, it may not be quite as high, but you, it's more level, right? I like that. Yeah. I want that. It's manufactured in a couple places and you, it's mainly in, it's in the brain where it performs its primary function, but 90 to 95% is produced in the gut. Can yeah. you tell us about that?
0: Wow. The gut, speaking of that proper diet, you're actually getting certain B vitamins that are actually produced by good bacteria and they produce B vitamins and, and your, your body picks that up, uses that nutrient to actually manufacture the serotonin. And yeah. when you when you have proper amounts of tryptophan, by the way, the other, the other alternative is drip, is dopamine. You're not getting as much tryptophan, but there again, if you get enough tryptophan, you're getting a good serotonin boost. You see that how, and then of course yeah, that's all happening of, in the gut. Yeah, it's that imbalance, almost like the uh, we've talked about before the omega six to three ratio. I don't think it's probably at all coincidental that we see this happening more and more these days. Not just because of the advent of increased technology and the stimulation that it brings. Mm-hmm. But also dietary changes that have happened over the slowly over the course of 60 or 70 years.
1: And also, when you are stressed, when you stress eat, you're not sitting down to a spinach salad with strawberries and and
0: pecans (laughs) and and salmon
1: and salmon. Right. So that and turkey
0: for that matter.
1: Right. And our story was that when everyone was out buying up all the toilet paper (laughs) and stocking up for the long haul of, we didn't know when we would get our supplies again. We walked into the store and went to the produce area because that's how we eat. And right next to the produce area are the Little Debbies. Now, if you live in Texas in the South, you know what we're talking about, their their pastries, their their yummy. They were all gone. And then we went by to get some meat and it's right by where the ice cream is. No Bluebell anywhere. (laughs) It was something because people were stressed. And so when stressed, we reach for that dopamine rich. So we need to disrupt that thought process to get lasting happiness. So when we talk about how the gut produces serotonin, that how can that be that most of it's there? How can mood and gut be related, Doc?
0: Well, you oftentimes think about the blood circulation that happens because you're getting a lot of blood flow. All the building blocks are there for the gut because you've just had a, a, hopefully a tryptophan rich meal and probiotics and prebiotics and so your gut bacteria the guys that produce all of the or many of the in fact a lot of times it's even exclusive to good bacteria but you b vitamins that you need for the building blocks to produce the serotonin if you look at the chemical equation of it it's bringing in all kinds of different things not the least of which is tryptophan and b vitamins so they combine in order to form that in the gut But when that blood circulates, if you have less going, getting back to the omega six to three ratio thing, that inflammatory process that happens with white blood cells, those white blood cells will circulate to the brain, just like the, just like the blood goes from your gut to your brain. So do the, so do the nutrients.
1: Wow. So what we're talking about here is not an overnight thing as well that this is a process. So what we eat is really important. And we just recently did a podcast about discovering the fountain of youth around the interesting study of the results of the digestion of two of the blue zone areas. Mm. But part of living to over 100 is a sense of happiness, a sense of purpose, a sense that your life matters. And it's so amazing that we are currently in the in the last two decades, we have actually, for the first time as a country, dropped in the lifespan of our of the people that live in our country, of the United States. I know this goes many other places, but this is where we are located. So I find that that is very interesting that the connection between happiness could actually come back to the deterioration of our source of food and our connection with food where we're no longer eating to live, we're living to eat. Mm -hmm. And so that is really something that I want to think, I want you to think about. And we are presenting a lot of these different topics, because it is so critical to your health and longevity. And
0: you mentioned the gut and, you know, five or 10% that circulates in the brain is really important too. Yes, it is. And you know, without the serotonin in your brain being produced by the, the, the raphe nucleus and it, it circulates from there, it's actually located in the brain stem. So it's just, just above where my finger is, which, and, which we, is, which, I, I know I can't, If you are listening. <laughs> so it's be like above, just above your neck, just above the top bone,
1: in right in neck. the middle. And,
0: and if you look at it, yeah. And so if you pull your brain out gross, you know, but and it looks like, Underneath that, you see this on the very bottom, you see this stem that pops out. Well, that's, that's where your brain stem actually starts to form what it looks like it forms the spinal cord. That's where the brain stem is. There's the pons, there's the medulla oblongata, all these fancy words, and the nuclei are, are located in, in that area. So then the serotonin then circulates from there, goes forward, fans out from there, Goes to all kinds of different places in the brain, all the way out to the cortex, and then circulates clear back and circulates backwards too from that place into the cerebellum. So it bathes the serotonin, has its effect throughout the whole brain, even in the flexion and extension planning of the cerebellum. So it's like motion is affected by serotonin.
1: Wow, right? And it's it forms the largest and most complex. If efferent, what does that word efferent system mean? What
0: we're actually talking about is from the brain to the target tissues in your body, like muscles, like joints, you know, brain cell to tissue cell. Afferent is spelled with an A. It's like it's where you're receiving information. So efferently, it makes sense to say that serotonin has an effect on motion because that's I think of, I think of going from the brain or from the body core of the brain and central nervous system outward.
1: That is amazing. Now, the cause of the lower serotonin is so many different things, such as life events, life Mm. happens. Yeah. And chronic stress is the drive to work, the stress at work, the drive back home, all of those things and trauma, all of those deplete your serotonin levels.
0: I, I was thinking about this and I asked the question why. And then of course, experience says, that you lose certain vital nutrients in stress, like B vitamins, Mm -hmm. magnesium. You can even kill off certain bacteria by by the type of food you eat, but also by the the stress of cortisol and things like that, that actually affects your gut. So where it's manufactured and how then it gets there produced, you're actually coming from a place of deficiency from these stress events.
1: In, and it becomes a negative cycle mm-hmm. because depression also lowers your serotonin mm-hmm. and lower serotonin increases depression. And so Gosh, that sounds like a vicious cycle. It does, especially if when you want to just go home and put the pillow over your head and try to sleep it off the the mood that you're in, but then you can't fall asleep because you're too stressed and you're, you have adrenal depletion, and so people can get into this chronic cycle where every weekend they live it up and it doesn't work. Mm. Yeah, it really doesn't work. Right.
0: Yeah, that feed. You know, in, in other words, what I'm hearing you say is that let's find ways to break ourselves out of feeding that the negative cycle. Yes. And
1: and the temporary dopamine fixes that could be alcohol or eating junk food or even even temporary pleasure are not going to do it. So let's talk about some of the vitamins, supplements that you could begin to take. And you've already mentioned Mm -hmm. B6 because it's a precursor of serotonin and tryptophan. And so it can play a role in behavior and mood. And then we did a whole podcast on magnesium. That was amazing.
0: That's but, actually listed there.
1: Yeah. Magnesium is essential for the the so many biochemical reactions in the, the body and the somewhere brain. between
0: six and nine hundred. Mm-hmm. Isn't that mm-hmm. crazy?
1: Isn't that something? Yeah. And then tryptophan, you've already mentioned that. Yeah. But you don't want to take too much of that as a supplement, or, or is it okay? to take just take tryptophan
0: that's a great question i actually you actually find that as a supplement and in what NutraWest actually produces is called total 5-htp
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's hydroxy tryptophan and yeah. you actually have to have a certain amount of good carbohydrates for that to to be absorbed and and so that's you know if you take that as a supplement uh, you might be missing some of the absorption because you're not you're not mixing it with a good quality carb. We talk about you know, in a way, like what the what the centenarians is mm-hmm. it centenarians? Yeah, centenarians. The, the, the blue
1: zones and the Okinawans eat those purple they're getting, sweet potatoes uh-huh. every meal, right? Pretty much. So and they're so not going to
0: miss it. They're not going to miss it with uh, in their meal. getting the
1: prebiotics, and that's manufacturing that. Yeah, there's an herb called Saint John's wort.
0: Saint John's wort
1: that helps, and and then we come back again to those omega three fatty acids. So the food that you can eat with that let's look at that supplements but let's how can we get those from food yeah so one of our favorites salmon
0: salmon and really the best kind of salmon if you're talking about salmon is fresh caught it's it's actually going to be the sockeye salmon look for sockeye salmon because of the way that it's produced you're getting it in the wild, it's not; it's less, far less likely to have absorbed the, the mercury and all the and the other toxins and be less cancer causing.
1: And the thing about salmon is that now they are farming it in the ocean, and so be careful with the farmed mm-hmm. salmon. Uh, nuts is a good source. Turkey, yeah, poultry, and that you know everybody right. remembers the tryptophan mm-hmm. after. Is it the, i would never thought, That's of a the, great is it question. the turkey or it, is it the carbs?
0: Tryptophan <laughs> actually does help you sleep, but because of what we're saying. But what's funny is that it's oftentimes because they've, we've, we're crashing because we've had so many carbs in conjunction with. The yes. Turkey. Yeah. Yes. In conjunction
1: with the turkey. And, uh, milk and cheese uh-huh. and pineapple. So I find that one interesting. That is interesting. I think, especially if it's fresh pineapple and And it's in season year round in Latin America. So we had lots of pineapple. So the best ways to raise your serotonin levels. We've got a big long list. Okay. But let's start with one of the best. One of my favorites. Go spend some time out in a green space. Why does that raise your serotonin?
0: I think it's God's plan.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: It really is. You know, you'll look at. The complexity of nature. Just looking outside, looking at the at the green. The shades of green. There's so many of of them. Plus, you're getting the right kind of light too on your skin. That's
1: the next one. Oh, is it? Okay.
0: All right. Getting ahead of myself.
1: Yes. But the fresh air boosts your oxygen. And then that boosts your serotonin Yeah.
0: So we're going to get some disagreement on how serotonin is best boosted you know, some of the best ways to raise it, I want to go into detail. And I I think there's just so much about that, that we could investigate that people could latch onto and and choose a few of them or three or four of them. And so I want to take us and let's do a separate podcast for that. But in general, speaking about them right now, there are a few general guidelines, obviously. And according to most experts, the best natural methods to raise serotonin levels are Exercising and that I, of all the forms of exercise that are out there, I like high intensity interval training the most in the literature and in the research and in the results for us. You know, obviously, then too, keeping a, you know eating carefully balanced diet. What does balanced diet look like? Keeping your omega six to three ratio in proper perspective. That's remember. That's back to six less than uh, of the six four to one or less so obviously you got to get that tested to know what it is other methods can also be helpful including getting sufficient sleep that's seven and a half hours of sleep meditating if if you're a believer listening to this you're already ahead of schedule that's a good thing meditating on how good is god and his creation getting back to looking at you know green spaces Well, all of this will generally improve your mood naturally too. You know, many many scientists think serotonin is directly related to depression. It's a little bit like the the chicken or the egg, but we prefer a more natural method, obviously, to do that to the, the synthetic, getting back to green spacing. Why does your body like green spaces? It's because it was created for it. Okay. So I just want to give it back to you now, and then we'll just talk more about the ways to boost your serotonin in the next
1: podcast. I love that topic. I can't wait to delve into the ways that you can specifically increase this vital hormone. Thank you for being with us today. We are so delighted that you're willing to make those changes as you take your stance for health. Talk to you next time. Thank you for
0: joining us at Stands for Health podcast, where getting healthy and staying that way are not as complicated as you might think. Subscribe now and discover steps and small changes that can increase your energy and open the door to vibrant health and longevity. If This podcast has been helpful. Please write a review. We'll see you next time.